Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm editor Candice Gibson, joined today by staff writer Josh Clark. Hey, Candice. Hi, Josh. How's it going? Oh, it's always going well. So, uh, Candace, I was eating a box of delicious Godiva chocolates the other day. My favorite. I ate the whole box by myself. And uh, as I was sitting there afterwards with my face covered in chocolate, I was looking at the at the top of it. And uh, there in the flesh is Lady Godiva, um, who apparently rode naked on horseback for some reason um, some time ago. And I started wondering, you know, is is that fact or fiction? Did Lady Godiva really ride that horse naked? Well, that's actually. I, please, I I can't do this anymore. What's wrong? I'm. Are you reacting to all the chocolate? No, no, Candace, I'm not. Um, I'm just gonna level with you, okay? I I can't I can't live this lie any longer. I know exactly whether or not Lady Godiva really rode the horse, okay? Like, I, you wrote this article. I read it last night. I got to the end. I know exactly what you're going to say. I know whether it's fact. I know whether it's fiction. And I, I can't do this anymore. It's too much of a strain to pretend. Okay. Like, I don't know. Okay, okay. Well, I'm sorry. I just, guess I just ruined the podcast. No. I guess this is it. So. No, 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 no. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be like that between us. I well, mean, Okay. If you know what you're talking about, and I know the answer, why don't we just talk about it? Can we do that? I think so. We can do that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right, because, I mean, you know, some of the other articles that we've talked about, I even wrote. 
I mean, it's just ridiculous. I know, I know. Okay. And I've known all along that you've known all along. No. It's, it's true. I was just trying to humor you. I thought everybody would, you know, want to play like that, but let's play fair. Thanks. By the rules. Thanks. We're both smart people. Maybe I'm a little bit smarter, but oh. you're cuddlier, so let's have at it. I'm meatier. You're meatier. All right, well, cool. Let's try this. All right, let's so give it a shot. back at square one, she's on the chocolate box. She is. Yeah. She is. And, uh, you know, there is a, a reason that the guy who founded Godiva Chocolates gave, and it had to do with um, her passion and lack of modesty and that he thought she was hot or something like that. Yeah, he thought she had a lot of style. And, you know, it's funny. I was doing a little bit of research about Godiva, and I found out that um, people didn't actually start, or women rather, didn't start riding side saddle on horses until many centuries after Godiva. So it doesn't seem particularly stylish to straddle a horse naked and ride through town. No, but, I, um, I imagine that would leave very little to the imagination. <laughs> yeah, but those chocolates are delicious, the best, really. They are good. For my money, they are good. And while I'm confessing, I have to say I had no idea she even rode side saddle on the Godiva logo. So, whew. It's the only classy thing to do. Yeah. So, well, let's back it up. Godiva, did she or did she not take the naked horse ride? I know the answer to this. Well, have at it. Tell us. What uh, is that? Uh, she did not. It would, um, I mean, because of the historical distortions, mm-hmm. I imagine you would call it faction, but really, ultimately, if you want to get down to uh, brass tacks, it doesn't appear that she did. Right. Yeah. So Godiva, and I apologize to all of the Welsh scholars out there who are going to ring me for probably mispronouncing her name, was actually Godgafu. No, or- no, no. No, you have to say it like you have been around the office. <laughs> I like to say Godgafu and, and Godgiva. That was another name for her. Um, Josh has been making fun of me all morning. Yeah, because, because you go, you you say Godgafu, <laughs> and you do this little dip down and then up, it's, and then you look very pleased with yourself after you've done it. I know, I look sort of like an animal when I do it. I, I really can't help it. Um, anyway, so Godgafu was her name. 11th century woman, mm-hmm. uh, an Anglo-Saxon, I guess England is what we would call it today. Sure. Yeah. And she wasn't technically a lady because back then that was a title reserved for the queen. Sure. So she could have been a countess. She married a count, essentially, or an or earl. The, the earl. Yeah, the Leofric. earl. Leofric. Yeah. Isn't that great? I'm naming my firstborn son Leofric. I then. really hope you do. Yeah. And she also could have been called... In that time period, it would have been appropriate to say that she was Leofric's bed partner. And that also translates into some sort of Welsh business. Yeah, yeah. So really, have that it when you read the article. <laughs> so he was pretty wealthy. Leofric essentially owned Mercia, which was this kingdom in the center of modern-day England. And it was right across from Wales. And he, he was pretty powerful, right? I mean, it wasn't just this very localized power. It, it, it extended around the, the country. Yeah. He was a big deal. He was a big words. deal. And she was a pretty big deal, too. She came from a really wealthy family. And so when she came into the marriage, you know, with her property and her money and his property and his money, I mean, wow. Didn't, didn't Wasn't she ruling or, or own, didn't she own like eight different Places or she did kingdoms or something. She certainly did. One of which was Coventry, this which is, is this is the one in question. Yeah, this is the site where she supposedly took this naked horse ride, which we know did not happen. No. So back in 11th century England, women were pretty important in the home, and one of their responsibilities was managing their wealth and the family's wealth and doling out money to different you know beneficiaries. And one of the things that Lady Godiva chose to give a lot of money to was the um, abbey mm-hmm. and their domain. And there's a Benedictine abbey, 
in Coventry, mm-hmm. and she supposedly gave a ton of money. And gold. And gold and jewels. and jewels. And she just gave it all. And she was recognized as a really, really pious and religious woman, which is funny because today when we hear Lady Godiva, we think of a very like sexually charged symbol, which I think is, you know, how Godiva targets at least would want us to think of her. They sure. want us to think of sensuality and, you know, decadence. But it wasn't like that at all. So the story of the horse ride, <laughs> do you want to take it? Well, I, I guess I just wanted to throw in that uh, from what I read in the article, she seems, like you said, very pious, but she also seems to have a, a sense of daring and definitely a sense of humor because, you know, why was she challenged to uh, ride naked? Well, that's because her husband had supposedly imposed a really heavy tax on the citizens of Coventry. Yeah. And by this legend, she went to him and said, I really want you to lift this tax. And he responded, I'll tell you what. You take off all your clothes and ride through the center of town in the middle of the day on horseback. Mm-hmm. And when you get back, I'll lift the tax. And she was game. She was game. She said, are you sure? Just to make sure he was serious. And, and he must have thought that she wouldn't take him seriously, but she did. I think she sort of went straight upstairs, disrobed, let down her hair, covered up all of her lady bits, and got on that <laughs> horse and rode. Yeah, not side saddle either. No, not side saddle either. Not there for either. God and everybody to see. <laughs> Although supposedly, uh, in, uh, in later retellings of the story, she, um, or, well, uh, the Earl, uh, decreed that no one could look. So she was going to just ride through town. No one could see except for a guy named Peeping Tom. Peeping Tom. And today, Peeping Tom is an expression or a turn of phrase that we use somewhat colloquially. And I think most people would know what a Peeping Tom was. Sure. You know, I would, I would go so far as to say everybody. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. But I don't think everybody knows necessarily that Lady Godiva and Peeping Tom are interconnected. I had no idea until I read this article, actually. And so in the first versions of the Lady Godiva tale, Peeping Tom didn't play a role. People were supposedly so thankful and respectful of God Gifu that they, you know, decided they wouldn't look at her. It was an act of respect and homage to her for what she was doing for them. Mm-hmm. And that was in Roger Wendover's version that yeah, he that, wrote. That's another thing that kind of makes the uh, Godiva legend um, a little unbelievable is that she doesn't appear in, in any history until about 200 years after her death. Precisely. So he wrote that entry in 1057, I think it was. Yeah. And then later on, there was another guy who sort of took up the mantle and he wrote the version that included Peeping Tom. And what's fishy about this is that he cites the source named Galfried, and no one's really sure who that was. Was it <laughs> some sort of Jeffrey of that time period? Maybe, or um, Godfrey of that time? Maybe. Or Jimmy? Yeah, they don't really know. Yeah. They don't really know. But his story included Peeping Tom. And that was just a little bit more fun to recount, really. The fact that this beautiful woman rides naked through town, and there's this one guy out of a whole ton of people who cannot resist looking at her. But the joke was on him. A little bit, yeah. Um, I found this a little disheartening. The one guy who looked was struck either dead or blind by God, depending on who tells the story. And I'm thinking, it's a little harsh, you know? Every conception I have of Lady Godiva is that she was smoking hot. And I really don't (laughs) think that you should be struck blind for that kind of thing, especially in this uh, in this piece of art that you've included in the article. He's like up in a balcony. It's not like he's right up on her or anything like that. He's not about to jump down onto the horse with her. He's just looking. Do you have to get struck blind for that? 
you know, I mean, being Catholic, I understand. I feel kind of guilty for even thinking this, but it still seems a little extreme to me. Well, extreme or not, that's just how it went. And actually, the tension between the idea of the scopophiliac, someone who gets pleasure in looking at things. Say it one more time. Scopophiliac. I love that word. Yeah, I think it's kind of fun. I actually didn't know the word until I started researching this article. I thought maybe, I mean, I guess it's pretty similar to being a voyeur. So I knew what that meant. So. Sort of an A minus for me, really, in my vocab lesson of the day. Um, and the person on display, so the exhibitionist and the scopophiliac, when Sigmund Freud was later proposing theories about sexual tensions and this sort of um, odd dichotomy between the looked at and the looker or the gazer and the gazed upon in our society, this was a perfect example mm-hmm. for him to use. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's funny because the Peeping Tom legend continued later on, even in later centuries in England, when Coventry would have a Godiva procession and people would actually parade through town dressed up like Godiva. And one of the first processions, the guy tapped to play Peeping Tom in the procession actually died. And I don't <laughs> remember how, but he died. And everyone thought, okay, sign from God, yeah. no more Peeping Tom <laughs> ever in these processions. Yeah. So, and the, these processions continue today, don't they do it annually? They do. They in do. Coventry? Yeah. And usually it's, it's a woman. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a man. At least a long time ago, it was like a young guy, sort of like in Shakespeare's day gotcha, when okay. the boys play the female parts too. Yeah, and it used to, yeah, it used to be that she would wear a flesh colored body stocking and a wig, but yeah. you know, in today's day and age, who knows? Maybe there's someone out there really straddling that horse. Okay, I so, can't say so for sure. let's tear this legend apart. All okay. right. First of all, it doesn't first appear until 200 years after uh, it supposedly happened, right? Right. There, there's Exhibit A. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what else is wrong with it? Well, there's the fact that Godiva actually owned Coventry, mm-hmm. so if she'd wanted taxes lowered. She wouldn't have asked Leah Frick. It would have been her call because it was her land. And the other problem is that it wasn't a big enough town to merit a system of taxation. It was actually just a very small farm province. So there wouldn't have been taxes at this time. And you say in the article that it's uh, like the 12th or 13th century before taxation takes place in that area? Precisely. So that's pretty good evidence against the, you know, ride. Yeah. She would have had no reason to do it. Exactly. So there really wasn't a ride. And... Historians have been looking back at Godiva and trying to figure out why it is that we remember her this way. And it's probably that the monks at the abbey that she um, patronized so generously wanted to honor her in some way. And why they came up with this story, I'm not sure. I'm sure they did not imagine in their heart of hearts that centuries later she would become such a sexualized object. You know, they yeah. they wanted her to be remembered as a very pious and religious woman. Yeah. So... Anyway, sounds like the addition of a patriarchal society later on kind of adding to it and distorting it. And it also makes you wonder, like, where where would this come from? Why would this one woman be tapped to play this this role to have taken this legendary ride? If she didn't actually do it, if there wasn't some kernel of truth to it. So doesn't it kind of make you think like there's a, there's a grain of truth, like maybe she really did do it, but maybe she was <laughs> drunk, maybe it was just a dare, and then all these other aspects get added to the story later on and on and yeah. on, and they all reflect the values of whatever society adds to it. I, I agree with that, and it really took off during the Victorian era, and I'm such a Victorian nerd when it comes down to it, so I'll spare y'all a dissertation on this, but... 
when the version of the story of the Peeping Tom came out, there were all these ballads and poems written about it, and it really took off. And the Victorian era was one of severe oppression. You know, there was no sense, really, of sexuality, at least, you know, for public eyes. And this was also a time when people were finally able to start affording housing. And it used to be that, you know, people who didn't have a lot of money, maybe they would live in quarters together, and there weren't separate rooms, and everything was on display. So not a lot of modesty. Precisely. Not a lot of room for modesty. Yeah, but then suddenly there was room. And so people started, you know, taking care of not showing themselves and not putting themselves on display. And so the legend was sort of appropriated in this tone. Well, look what happens when you do put yourself on display. Is there a reason for it? Is, you know, is there justice for looking upon someone who doesn't want to be gazed at? No, no. You go blind or struck dead by God. Exactly. Which is why this year for Halloween, I'm going to go as God give you, not Godiva. And I'll explain to everyone who cares to listen. And, and if people, you know, try to undress me with their eyes, well, well. Strike you blind. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, it, it, normally here I would say thanks for clearing that up, but you I'm need. never going to say that again. I hope I you bow. don't. And if you do, I'm going. I'm gonna. Um, what am I gonna do? I'll strike you blind, like peeping dumb. Okay, with a pen. With the pen, and by the same token, I'm going to give up saying hold the phone, which is something I want to do quite frequently. Agreed. So, what are you gonna do if I say it? I will strike your new Jack Russell Terrier Jupiter blind. Oh, Jupe. Yeah, that'll make you really sad. Maybe. Oh, gosh, it really would. So I will do my utmost hardest. Is that a, a term? To do, utmost to do hardest to, to not say hold the phone. That's it. H-T-T. Jupiter's blind. Oh, so oh gosh. <laughs> well, Jupe, if you're listening, cover your eyes with your paws. And for the rest of y'all who want to learn more about God Gift You, you can read Why and Lady Could Dive and Take a Naked Horse Ride on How Stuff Works. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? 
Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable.